You're listening to the Insiders Present AFL, brought to you by Scott Fame and Mark Icon. Yeah, when they finished the game and they went into the Fox studio, I turned over to Seven Mate because it was a Channel Seven game. Yeah, and they had a lot more of the on-field stuff. And they had, and uh, Pendlebury got the fucking Neil Danaher trophy. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of that stuff. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I just didn't get time to watch it. I mean, you know. I didn't probably... see, I didn't see them chair him off, which I was looking for. <laughs> no, he didn't get chaired off. Well, you'd expect him to be, wouldn't you? He went off, he went off with his sons. His sons come on. I saw that. And, the, and he walked off with them. And, I, and they walked off. I thought that was touching. I th- still thought they would have been cheered off. I, I tell you what was touching, when old fucking Mark Corder came up to him to shake his hand, and he just fucking brushed him. <laughs> I didn't actually notice. There was that. no. There was no. If it was Eddie, be totally different, right? But yeah, old, absolutely. Old, old Corder, he just fucking said, "Who the fuck are you?" Basically, I think that's what he kind of did say. Who are you? I don't answer to you, to you anymore, can't? Yeah. You know, the only way he would have been cheered off is like when, when Macho Man was the Macho King. Mm. Remember that? Remember when he won the King of the Ring and he got fucking cheered off all the time? Oh, I, I briefly do. I briefly remember that. He used to come out with Queen Sherry, sensational Queen Sherry, yep. on a big massive throne. And there was about 10 wrestlers carrying him out. Yep. If you remember that. Oh, I sort of remember that. I, there was a side of a bus that I saw. Uh, this week, and it didn't say, it said cream of the crop. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. <laughs> On the bus. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, it might not have been cream of the crop, it was cream of the something. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, uh, what did what did Macho Man do? Did he go, cream of the crop? But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, the bus didn't say cream of the crop. It said something else, and then I immediately thought, well, Macho Man, cream of the crop. <laughs> but that's not what was on the bus, which it would have been funnier if it was on the bus. I saw yeah. a picture of Hulk Hogan this week. He's 66 years old, and he was flexing. Like, he's as big as he ever has been. Yeah, I've seen that too. He was in the gym, wasn't he? That's all natural. Have you still got the figurines? Uh, I got one of me, actually. Of oh, all. Yeah? It's the only one I have, and it's still in its thing. The NWO Scott Hall. You don't have a uh, George Animal Steel one, do you? Nah. You know, I met all these Americans when I went down to Melbourne, right? When I seen Kiss back in 2003, at the uh, when they did the Kiss Symphony thing. And, like, me and some of my mates, we met down there. We were, we're all wrestling fans, right? And so, anyway, I fucking made this. You know what his last name is? Like, I didn't even know he said it. And this guy comes up to me, all fucking awestruck, and he goes, is your name Scott Hall? <laughs> and I went, yes. And he goes, really? And then I said, what, do you want me to give you a fucking razor's edge, pal? <laughs> oh, he just went fucking berserk, like jumping around like, you just won the lotto. Man, can, I, it. can I ask why he asked if you were if you were Scott Hall? Did you have a five-day shadow oh, and a toothpick have. hanging out of your mouth? I think he must have fucking left his glasses back in the room or something. And, and a singular one? <laughs> When I met him, I went, yo. Hey, yo. Scott Hall here. Yeah. 
I was going to say, <laughs> did you did you greet him and say yo yo, or something like that? Hey, that's all you have to say. <laughs> yo and hey, yeah, that's yeah. it. And then you know what though, the Scott Hall thing went really bad when he got fired for pissing on an airplane. That that really fucked it up. So if anyone says, "Is your last game Scott Hall?" I say, "Who do you mean?" No, no, I don't. I don't watch wrestling. Well, Look to be associated with that. You should have come back and says, "No, my name is Razor Ramon, mate." That's almost as good as you doing a squirt in a bottle and giving it to the old bum fighter. You fucking deserved it, fucking cock. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do again? I can't hey, remember. Hey, apparently, I heard today I was in one of the supermarkets. This, this fucking man came in, and, and I thought of you straight away. Right, I thought of you. You, you love this. He came into the supermarket the other day down at um, Palm. Uh, waters in the Woolworths <laughs> all he had was a trench coat he had nothing on underneath and he went up and he, apparently he had it split in the back of the coat and he bent over to show him what bacon he wanted oh my god he had nothing on was his name Jake the Peg? I'm Jake the Peg diddly 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 with his extra leg diddly 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 wherever I go through rain and snow the people always let me know actually what would have been good today would have been Rolf Harris doing the big freeze because Gil did uh, Meatloaf, which I think you may have uh, flagged last week that he would be doing. Aren't I a genius? You I are a genius. I feel God. That was good, but he, he it would have been a bit more authentic if he'd shoved a couple of pillows under the shirt. Well, yes. He was de- he was, he was a slimline he was a slimline Meatloaf that the world's never seen. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I mean, well, they'll, they'll never no one's see him ever again. Seen meatloaf, nothing but fat. They'll never see him again. Well, no, he's he, he's not dead, but his career's he's he's as done. good as can't see him anymore. His career's dead. Well, he can't. He's seventy fucking three, and his health's fucked. So Leanne and he, I saw Meatloaf at the Newcastle Entertainment Centre. She was pregnant with Jack, and <laughs> and the vibrations from the band. She thought it was it was going to in. in Induce the birth. Is that right? Yeah. What what year was that? Can you remember? Well, it would have been two thousand four. Big two thousand four. Okay, because that that time he came out when he was fucking terrible was two thousand and eleven. Because I knew I worked with somebody who hadn't seen him. Right. And I laughed my ass off and I said, "Fuck! Didn't you see the AFL Grand Final?" And she goes, oh, "I know he was much better than that." I said, "Did you watch it?" She goes, "No." Nah. I said, "Well." I said he fucking tanked it. I said he was he was the worst fucking thing you've ever seen. We saw him twice, and both times we saw him, he was great. And then yeah. I and then I heard, I don't think I saw the the AFL Grand Final when it happened. Oh, I did. Fuck I certainly horrendous. heard about it afterwards. It's up there with Billy. Are there any roosters fans here? You know, Billy Idol, though, he got ripped off because he, he was fucking put down due to a power outage. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't <laughs> his fault. It wasn't his fault. fault. Yeah. He walked all the way out to the middle, him and Steve Stevens with the big full font fucking hair, and here we go. Mm. And, they're, and they're waiting for the queue. They had a fucking blackout. They had no power. Yeah, well, that's the ambush indignity, for you. The dignity of getting all dressed up and walking into the middle of that ground <laughs> thinking you're on, and then you've got to walk all the way back. Yeah. I mean, fancy that. That's fucked. And then he's doing his shtick. Right, of doing the fingers up, saying rock and roll, yeah, and <laughs> just <Yeah>. silence. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> just deafening silence. 
you know, the other time there was silence at a grand final was when it was in NRL, and and the guy says, you know, I can't remember the guy's name. He does all the fucking talking at the grand final and start of origins and all that. And he goes, here's your entertainment for tonight, train. <laughs> <laughs> and that was about it. What, what happened just then? And they, they played the whole set. They got about half a through the first song. And I reckon that shit, they all looked at each other and said, what the fuck are we doing here? Because I'm sure the Canterbury were in that grand final. And I um, can't remember who they played. But I'm looking at it thinking the um, <laughs> the people from Punchbowl aren't into train. They've got no fucking idea. And when, and when train finished... It was like it was before they started. It was just not even a clap. It was just like, oh. It was horrendous. Just they, horrendous. They hit a high point back in the late 80s when John Williamson came out and was singing True Blue or Bloody Mally Boy or whatever he sung. And, and they built a harbour bridge, like a like a mock-up harbour bridge on the SCG. Right. And that harbour bridge, right, you'll find that now down at Peter Warren Ford at Warwick Farm. Yeah, you know, I, half of these half of these iconic things you remember are, are all now in, in warehouses and shit. Mm. And every now and again, they have a fire sale. And those people come out and say, these are tremendous collector's items. Yet, they've been in the back of this fucking warehouse for the last 15 years, covered in dust. Well, if they're so fucking great, what are they doing there? Didn't 30 you know? Dominelli have a big chicken suit? Sure he fucking did, yep. 30 Dominelli. Hi, I'm Ferdy Dominelli. Right, so what would Rolf Harris be dressed up as if he was doing the slide? I think he would have been dressed in the same outfit that bloke was in the other day buying the bacon. Right. And what <laughs> and what song would accompany him? This one. Or if you're a lassie, that part of you waken, the man who kissed mum and brought home the bacon. That's the one. Now, I would actually think a better song than that. Would you're, you? You're ready for it? Two little boys had two little toys. Each had a wooden horse. Fuck, I can't say I've heard that one. Two little boys? <sighs> or, or, or would he sing uh, Six White Boomers? Well, I reckon what he would have done for sure, he would have went to the Dunnies and he would have been playing dueling swordsmen with anyone he walked in. Mm. Well, so I'm almost just convinced of that. Well, there wouldn't have been many people walking in because the MCG was empty. He would have found someone. He, he would have found like um, uh, an attendant of some type. So if today's game had got a crowd, I don't know how many were at the SCG, but it looked pretty decent because I know Friday night's game, Swans and Hawthorne, was 25,000. There was 21,000 there today. Yeah. And they said, it, they said it wasn't a bad crowd for, for um, two out-of-towners, which it was. And... Um, it certainly sounded a lot louder than 21,000. When you had a look at it on the TV, both ends of the uh, the ground were empty, so clearly they didn't um, sell those tickets or allocate those seats. Yeah, I don't know why either. I it's, think it's something it's to do strange. with the COVID thing because remember uh, the South Australian health minister or someone said, if the ball comes into the crowd, don't touch it. You would have thought that would have caught on. Oh, it did. It became a meme. So you reckon Bucks would be happy going out? Well, I mean, clearly, clearly the bloke was happy going out with a win. Yeah, oh, I think so. I think he's just had enough. 
he's he's carried that club for the last eight months now. He's been hasn't been a boo out of anyone. He's been the spokesman, the face of the club. He's done everything, so I reckon that's part of the reason why he just said about enough. Well, he well, you say he had enough. He was tapped on the shoulder. You oh, you and, must admit you know, that. I, I think it's more mutual than anyone, anyone will know. Mm. Yeah, I think I think everything that I've heard all all year from Bucks was him leaning towards not coaching. I think he did enough. Just yeah. think he'd, it's been a decade. Yeah, I think he has had enough. Um, and good luck to him. Uh, because he's been there for 20... I think I heard 26 out of 27 years he's been at the club. He had a year off after he played. So it's a fair run. Would you would you like a shock of where I reckon if he's going to coach again, he might end? I think he will. Now, just before you tell me your where you think he's going to go, I think... How about this for a theory? If you're a top-line coach and you've been given the arse or... You know, you decide to you've had enough or whatever, but you still want to coach somewhere down the track. This TV and radio caper that they're going into is a perfect launching pad for that to happen. Because, Absolutely, because everyone's talking about a, a Ross Lyon. Ross Lyon's been out of it for a couple of years now, but he is selling himself, even though it's not intentional. He he's, he is selling the product of Ross Lyon every time he goes on TV. And every time he goes on radio, because all people talk about is, oh, geez, isn't that Ross Lyon really tuned in? He, he knows what he's talking about. You know what, though? If you're going to think about Ross Lyon, I wouldn't talk to Ross Lyon first. I'd be talking to Fremantle first and saying, why did why was he let go? What, mm-hmm. What's the exact reason why he's not there? But you could say that with anyone in any profession, couldn't you? Sometimes things just come to their natural conclusion. Okay, that's the best question you can come up with after two hours of footy. You're quite brilliant, Shane. Yeah, terrific. Yeah, nearly. But a lot of a lot of times, coaches of that ilk, they don't come back. They have their go, and just like you almost said, you only get one go. You don't get two, <laughs> yeah. and, and then you and then you're out. <laughs> you don't you don't get a go. I mean, the only guy I can remember ever has been Brett Ratton this year. I mean, hang on, sorry, last year when you got the gig with St Kilda. I mean, he he's made a uh, monumental comeback after coaching Carlton. But again, he was out of it. I mean, not out of it, but he was in um, Hawthorne there for years with Alistair Clarkson. So he, he stayed in it that way, but he, he got another go. But these other coaches that, that you say they've gone away and they haven't come back, mm-hmm. they're not real big names, though. I mean, you talk about Bomber Thompson, right? Well, he's lucky not to be in you know Pentridge if it was still up. Right? Yeah, pretty much. You're talking yeah. about Don Pike, who is now, I think, in Sydney. And I don't think he'll come back. No, well, I, I, think, I, I think you're right. Choco Williams... Well, look, he's he's he, made, he's made a career on being a senior assistant coach that pays two three hundred grand a year. Why would you want the pressure? I think, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, look, what's he got to prove? He's a premiership coach. Yeah, he doesn't need to come back. Mm. Not, not if he doesn't want to. He mm. doesn't have to. Well, you, he, he's okay. And then you got Brad Scott, who's the head of AFL Victoria. Yeah, they, they've talked him up. They've talked him up. They've talked up. Um, oh, I guess everyone's line. Who's another one? I don't know why they're talking up Adam Ezo. He's no chance of going to Collingwood. Oh, None. I mean, I've heard the name, but God, who is he? What does he do? He's, he was a Melbourne player. I think he played. Um, I know he played over. I think he's played around 180, 200 games for him. He, he was a good player, but look, Collingwood. If you look over their last, say, five coaches, right from the from the mid eighties, we had Bob Rose, who was club legend. You know, played in the premierships in the fifties, coached in the sixties, seventies. 80s, you had, you had him, and then you had Lee Matthews, 
then you had Tony Shaw, then you've had Mick Malthouse, and you've had Nathan Buckley. They are all monumental names in the AFL world. So if you're not a big name and you don't come with a reputation, you're not going to be coaching at Collingwood. I don't care how good you, you think you may be as an assistant coach or whatever. It's just not going to happen. Back in back in those days, though, the the you know the cult of the assistant coach wasn't around so much. Nah. Now it's now it's a bona fide career option. Pretty much. I heard Caro say on Footy Classified the other night. She said to Eddie, she said, "Eddie, Ross is here. Sell him on why he should be the coach of Collingwood." Oh God. And these are these are a couple of things Eddie said. He said, "You're going to the biggest club in the land." with the biggest supporter base. You go into a club that is incredibly well-resourced and you go into a club where you know your weekly paycheck is going to get cashed every week. Is that what he said? That kind of sums it up. Pretty much. You've got to be an admin guy at Collingwood. They don't, they don't hire assistants and bring them up. They haven't even done that with their own. The only one they've ever done like that was Tony Shaw. And that, only, that lasted for four years. And he, he missed the eight a couple of times one a percentage and one by a game, but the problem was he had a, a year where they came dead last. Who's the assistant coach at Hawthorne that they're talking up? Oh, Sam Mitchell, but he isn't he isn't coached the AFL side yet. So no, he, no, he's 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 coaching VFL, but again, they're talking uh, they're talking Sam Mitchell up like they were doing with Buckley and Malthouse, saying you know Clarkson stay on. Old mate can serve his apprenticeship and then he'll slide into your I, I in, know for, to your job. For fact, I know for a fact that Hawthorne have none of that on the head. Well, it's gone. Clarkson, it's gone. Clarkson doesn't. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to give up the gig. And neither no, did he, Mick. No, he won't go. Clarkson might be might be going. He's he's contracted next year. He won't go. No, I know. But even even when the contract comes to an end and they have some kind of succession plan, um, I don't think he'll do it. He's he's no Buckley. But but it's, it, it's, it's it, they're not doing it. It 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 just smacks of another Malthouse situation at uh, Collingwood. You know, if if the bloke's that good, go to go to another club and coach. Well, the only guys ever come in who hadn't coached a senior AFL side, the one that rings to mind the most would be Chris Scott because um, he came in in Geelong. He had a pretty good side. Just when Mark Thompson, you know, stood down and all that, I'm not coaching anymore. And he won a premiership in his first year. Don't but do I it, say, Bomber. Don't do it, Bomber. He had a he had a rip inside. Mm. And and the funny thing is is that he's been in there for a decade. You know, he got in the grand final last year, but they haven't won. But you know what? He's always you can never take away the premiership that he did win. So where do you think Buckley will go that's not Melbourne? Have a guess. There's one there's one side that is screaming out, even though it's not making any waves about it, but they are screaming out for a person like Nathan Buckley to step in and guide them in a way they haven't been guided yet. Gold Coast? The Gold Coast Suns. Mm. I reckon it could be a perfect fit. Stuart, Stuart Jew's message is not getting through. Stuart, uh, Jew, Stuart Jew is the senior assistant at the Sydney Swans. Very good. Yep. But again, yep. I don't, and look, he could be a great coach, but not, but not, not doing what he's doing now. I think he's in his fifth year now, if I'm not wrong. And uh, the Gold Coast Suns, week after week, are serving up the same rubbish that they've been serving up now for the last yeah, yeah, three, four, five years. So mm. they're famous up here, 
for having a run in the start of the year mm. where they will win, say, six out of their first ten, and they'll be just around about near the eight. And then what will happen is that they'll come in after the bye and they get mercifully flogged and pounded to submission by just about every team in the comp. And I think if you looked over their history since the buys been coming in, I think they've won six games out of 70 or something in the, in the second half of seasons in the last, you know, four to five years. And they, they get forgotten up here very quickly. So the problem they've got this year, they've only won four games. And they're, they're at their buy round now where they would normally have won six, eight, or even nine. So they are staring down it. And the heat's going to come for Stuart Jew, whether he likes it or not, because they're just not winning. And you need you need a win occasionally, and you need something to go right. And for them, not much has. So I think um, his next contract, when that's up, just I think it's, he's at his go. And it doesn't matter if... Um, you know, they've got to get another coach. They need to do something. They just can't keep going down the same road. The end came too prematurely for Guy McKenna? Guy McKenna was their, their best coach. And I think that the, these hierarchies that are in the Gold Coast Suns are looking at, at it now going, we made a catastrophic mistake. They missed the eight in one of his, his second last year by percentage. Hmm. And the year after, I think it might have been the year after or the one year that was when Ablett or Gary Ablett did the shoulder. Hmm. And they just missed the eight that year as well. They just got ahead of themselves. They thought they should have been a hell of a lot better than what they were. I think they were comparing themselves to GWS. Yeah, there was. If, the, if, they're, if they're there, we should be there too. That's exactly right. Because yeah. I I remember the comparison between <coughs> GWS and Gold Coast, and people were saying, "Oh, which club's the most successful?" And at that stage, it was the Gold Coast. At one point, at one point, it was. And then, but but what happened was that you had. Kevin Sheedy went there, which pretty much set him up. He was handed the reins to Leon Cameron. So what's happened is that they made a catastrophic mistake when they got rid of Guy McKenna. And you asked the club today, they can't even tell you why they sacked him. But he was the most successful coach they've ever had. Hmm. And it's fair to say that they haven't recovered since no, firing, no firing way. Guy no McKenna. Way. Rodney Eade was the wrong choice. Whoever, whoever chose him and said, we want you, should have been sacked pretty much instantly because Rodney Eade was good at the Sydney Swans, but he was from another era. I've got a he different was, view was, of that. He was a 70s player at the Swans. You know, he, he, he got him up there, but it wasn't until Paul Roos came that, you know, obviously things were better. Well, sorry, he came after Paul Roos, didn't he? He got him up there, and then it didn't happen, and then he was gone. He was, I think, he was gone that same. Uh, he when, was when... now he was before Paul Ruse because Longmire took over from Ruse. Oh, sure. I just mix them up because I kind of think of Rockadeed when Tony Lockett had that ill-fated comeback. I mm. think they both they were both out in the same year, but yeah, Rockadeed he's he had some bad relationships with people up here. And I think they realised after about six months in their first year what a catastrophic mistake it was. But, but, I've it, was got a, too, but it was too late. I've got a different view to that because Rocket should not. I mean, great. It's you know, it's great to be asked to to do the job, and you don't know what's going on in someone's life or what it was paying or any of that. But he was a football manager at Collingwood, right? Yep. He was he was universally lauded in that job. And tell me if I'm wrong, 
But from an outsider looking in, that could have been a job for life, like could Neil Baum has at Richmond. He could he could have stayed at Collingwood and you know helped guide him through that period there, but he thought, well, I'm going to have another go. I've been offered this, and I'm not going to say it was the end of him, but he's he's well, where is he not, now? Well, I don't where know. Is he now? I think he's I th- he might be coaching like a, in, in the grades down or something like that. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss further episodes. And if you like what you've heard, don't forget to give us a five-star rating. 